the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're continuing our series, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. We're focusing on the life of Joseph. Great dreams. They didn't turn out quite right at first. Join us. Today's message is simply entitled, When Dreams Become Nightmares. And sometimes it is darkest before the dawn, right? And that is the case with Joseph. Some amazing dreams, amazing promises, but between the promise given and the promise fulfilled, boy, what a nightmare, huh? Yet even through the midst of that nightmare, God had a plan. When Bad Things Happen to Good People is the title of our series. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. In verse 4 of chapter 45, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Who sent me ahead? For two years now there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. The boys go back to the father. He sends back a bunch of food because he knows dad won't believe he's alive. Isn't it interesting? While his dad thinks he's been dead, he's become a ruler. Invisible, but ruling. Invisible to this old man, the patriarch. They come back at the end of the chapter. Joseph is still alive. So they're going to go down there. Bring Jacob, verse 28 of chapter 46. Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region, Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father, Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. They're reconciled. Joseph manages the famine. We get the sons Manasseh and Ephraim that Jacob adopts as his own two sons. And so we get two tribes of Israel out of Joseph. And we come to the end of the book uh, in which dad dies and the brothers are ready for vengeance. And while they're trembling, chapter 50, verse 19. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. To accomplish what is now being done, the saving 
of many lives. So don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. All things are working together for good in your life. Let's make some application. First of all, let me just say the Old Testament scriptures were given to you to encourage you. Romans 15, 3 and 4. So God didn't just put this stuff in here. He wants you to be encouraged by it. Second thing, faith can take the word of God and wait on its fulfillment in spite of many difficulties. Faith lays hold of the word of God as a 17-year-old boy and can wait 13 years before it comes to pass. I mean, this is a remarkable thing. Have you ever laid hold of a promise that you didn't get to cash it for a while? Have you ever had anyone give you a check that you hadn't cashed? I mean, you had it in your pocket for a week or two. Couldn't get to the bank. Is the check any good? It's absolutely good. You just got to get to the bank and endorse it and sign it. When God gives you his word about your life and about your direction... You can count on the fact that heaven and earth will pass away. God will keep that promise to you. But you might be lied about in the meantime. You may wind up in prison in the meantime. Uh, You might have a woman lying on you. And you may have your brothers hating you. If you've got a word from God, cling to it in spite of tribulation. It's kind of like when I was 14 on 15th and cutting, I believed the gospel and became a born-again Christian. And you know why I believed it? I wanted to go to heaven. I just thought we were going to go to war in 1958. Suez Canal conflict, and we were always under atomic threat, it seemed like, in the Cold War. The main thing I got saved for wasn't because I loved God. I didn't love God. I wanted safety. Most of you didn't get saved out of big noble ambition. I love you, Jesus. Oh, no, I was scared to death of Jesus. I knew I was, there was a warrant for my arrest. But when I came to Christ 47 years ago, I thought I'd be going to heaven within about three weeks. Did not have a 47-year journey, still waiting. Been a few trials, been a few bumps along the road, been a few burials, a few deaths, some false accusations, some afflictions. But guess what? I've got a sure word that I'm getting a brand new body and I'm getting a brand new home and my hope is as good as it was 47 years ago. I'm just this much closer to the bank and I'm getting closer to the day I get to cast the promise. When God gives you his word, here's the thing. We look at the promise, and we usually don't know the process. All things are working together for your good. Let me explain that verse to you to this extent. All things are not good. He didn't say all things were good. Tell me uh, uh, New Orleans is good when you've got family there. I think of the Shanks family. You've got family there in Mississippi. Burying that child of yours. Having that miscarriage. Please, please don't come up to me in my sorrow when my head's bowed 
and quote Romans 8.28 right then. I'm not ready for it. What the verse says, it will work for my good, but it didn't say a woman lying about Joseph was good. It was evil. The boys hating him was evil. But God says, I'm running the universe and I'm running the steps of my child that just believes me and loves me. And no matter what men do or say, my purpose will be accomplished and it's going to work for the good of my child, Joseph. And I'm going to say in your life, I don't know how many divorces you've been through. I don't know how many lives you've been told or how much poverty you've known, whatever in this pilgrimage of yours. God will make the results of the evil and the suffering some mysterious way work for your good. Carolyn and I went through this trial that when we were in the middle of it, she said to me one day, I cannot see how Romans 8, 28 can be true now. I do not. I couldn't either. I said, I have no argument. About five years later, she said, I now can get glimpses of what he was doing. I'm just now getting glimpses of what he did in us with it. I would never want to go through it again. I don't want to go through it again. But what God has done in your heart and my heart through it, that's the good, not the event. Katrina, I haven't seen any good yet. None. But I got to hang out for a while, probably. To see, for those who love God, mysteriously he's given his word that he's going to give them a benefit from it. I just ask you to take it by faith. It won't lessen the prison term. It won't lessen a lying woman. And it won't make the hating brothers any less mean. But God has a way of working the evil done against you for your good. And I trust you can hold on to that in the midst of the worst boss you've ever had. I know some believers now, they say, I love my job. I just can't stand my boss. I'm going to quit this company if I don't get a different boss. You mean they're making it bad? They're making it bad. What was the quality in Joseph that made him hold on? I pick up several things. Number one, in prison, it says the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Gave him success even in the worst of circumstances. Uh, It goes on, it says, Pharaoh, I pick up the Spirit of God in some ways involved with this man. Whatever the theology of Pharaoh was, he picked up, there's something divinely different about this man. The hand of God was upon him. And he said to his brothers in chapter 42, verse 18, Do what I'm telling you, for I fear God. Proverbs had not even been written, but he feared God. He reverenced God. So this man has a real relationship with God. Enough to fear him, enough to be moral, enough uh, to not panic. I ask you, why shouldn't he have been the most bitter man you ever met? I mean, uh, the brothers have put it together. He's only stalling anger until he gets to kill us. And he just says, no, you didn't send me here. God did. Let me say this. Uh, I've met a lot of bitter people at church. 
I've met a lot of bitter people out of church. But I, I get these kind of stories. You don't know what I went through. You don't know what my daddy did to me. You don't know the racism I've suffered from. You don't know the child abuse I lived through. You don't know how terrible that man treated me. And I don't. But sometimes I've got this cauldron of bitter foment coming out of an individual that uh, when we're preaching at the Rio Theater, one morning I preached about bitterness and forgiveness, and a woman came up to me in the middle of the aisle after the service, and she's crying, and uh, I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't forgive him. I can't forgive him. And I said, you can't forgive who? She said, my father. And I said, you must. You must. She said, he's been dead for 10 years. I can't. I said, in other words, he's controlling you from the grave. He abused you in life. And now he's controlling you in, from the grave. And you're going to go to your grave, a bitter, destroyed woman. Let it go. Let it go. Not because he wasn't guilty. Not because I'm minimizing the pain. I just don't want you in any more pain. Let it go. Could God make all things work together for good? Did God foreknow how you'd be used, abused, and misused? Yes, yes. We've been sinned against over and over in the race. And many of us have sinned plenty against others. But God meant what you did as evil. He meant it for good. I want to read you the words of a song, Babby Mason, an Atlanta gal, great singer. She wrote these words, all things work for our good, though sometimes we can't see how they could. Struggles that break our hearts in two, sometimes blind us to the truth. Our Father knows what's best for us. His ways are not our own. So when your pathway grows dim and you just can't see him, remember, he's still on the throne. And then the refrain, God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. He alone is faithful and true. He alone knows what is best for you. He sees the master plan. He holds the future in his hands. Don't live as those who have no hope. All our hope is found in him. We see the present clearly. He sees the first and last. And like tapestry, he's weaving you and me to someday be just like him. So, God is too wise to be mistaken too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. He alone is faithful and true. He alone knows what is best for you. I think it's a remarkable thing that by the time Jacob gets down into Egypt, he's introduced to two of his grandchildren. And his two grandchildren are Manasseh and Ephraim. Now, that's interesting. When you're down in Egypt and you're a Hebrew boy, they didn't just pick names. We pick Alice. 
we pick, you know, Jane. We don't know what the name means usually. They usually knew. I love my name, but its meaning is absurd. It fits me not. It fits me not. But he says, Dad, I want you to meet my two boys. I had them down here in Egypt in exile before I saw you and my brothers. Yeah? What was on your mind when you had these boys? Well, I named my firstborn Manasseh. Oh, I can imagine Jacob. Oh, mm, that's interesting. Manasseh means he who causes me to forget. He who causes me to forget. Why would you name a boy forget when you're down there? I'm going to forget all that's happened to me. I'm going to forget about the dungeon. I'm going to forget about how my brothers hated me. I'm going to forget how I was forgotten in prison. I'm going to forget all my woe. This is the boy with his brand new birth and this wife that Pharaoh gave me. I've chosen to forget those things which are behind, and I'm going to press on towards that which is ahead. For I already know God has worked it all out. He was in the middle of all this evil doing. He was working out his plan, and he got me right to the throne, and he's already fulfilled the dream. The dream was fulfilled, but I thought it was a nightmare. Well, what's this other boy's name? Ephraim. Oh, doubly fruitful. The Hebrew word is doubly fruitful. Now, why in the world would you name a boy doubly fruitful? Well, when you become the the vice emperor of the whole known world, you're not doing too bad. I got a blue song with James Brown. Says, I got a nice car and I got a lot of girlfriends. I ain't doing too bad. Well, when you're the vice emperor of Egypt and the known world and you control the breadbasket of the world, you're not doing too bad. And he says, I'm doubly fruitful. God's pouring it on. I wonder if that was your life and you met your brothers, how would you treat them? How would you treat those who sold you out? Would you want to say, boom, man, you get the power to incarcerate and kill them. You got Pharaoh's uh, authority. You're dead meat. Kill them. Get them out of here and leave a gospel track on their body, inviting them to Sunday school, the church where we love sinners. Don't be surprised when sinners sin and when that sin is aimed at you. Uh, We think all sin is against somebody else. Sometimes it's against us, right? That's when it gets real. That's why uh, the older you get, the more isolated. You want as few people in your life as you can get. You don't want anyone to reach you. But he says, hey, I have forgiven. It's in the past. And I know this. What men meant for evil against me, since I have a providential God ordering the affairs of all men, he could raise up Haman, he can raise up Hitler, he can bring Hitler down. He can raise up Mussolini, bring him down. But in the midst of all of it, he can get his own exactly to where he wants. And you must know this in a world out of control, a world with a thousand possibilities of evil every day. That your only sense of protection. None of us are guaranteed we won't be killed. None of us know 
what our end will be. All we can know is our God and our Father, since we have become his beloved children, is going to let nothing happen to us that he doesn't work for our good. The reason the early martyrs died with so much courage, they said death is only a promotion to heaven. So they could not be intimidated to give up the faith by the threats of death. And believe me, thousands were killed at the sword just for their faith. So I ask you some questions. Um, How's the word of God being fulfilled in your life? Where are you in the process? Are you in the jail part? (laughs) Or are you on the throne? Uh, Have you been sold out? I think something that's so amazing to me, the great analogy I see here, is think of Jesus Christ himself. Because here, Joseph becomes the bread of life to the world. He becomes the ruling bread of life. And I just thought, the ruling bread of life, man, was sold, hated, despised, rejected. His own brethren did not receive him. And I think of God the Son coming to be the bread of life, to feed the hunger of man's soul, to quench the thirst of the heart. And guess what we do? We sell him. We imprison him. We demean him. He was lied about. Two witnesses said this man is a blasphemer. He was framed. He didn't get a fair trial. Six trials he went through. Three Jewish, three Gentile, all mainly at night. You never try a man at night. Everything's crooked. Everything's wrong. And we kill the bread of life. The very bread we're going to starve for and need. And some will starve for it for eternity. For they would never bow to him who is the great bread dispenser. But you got to bow if you're ever going to have your needs met. For it's all wrapped up in this despised, rejected son of the Father's love that's been elevated as ruler. He's in charge of all the bread, in charge of all the peace, in charge of everything the soul of man craves. And yet we kill the provider. We kill the bread man. We kill the living water. We poison, try to poison him. And yet we live in this barren wasteland of the world without anything to sustain our soul, quench our thirst, and all the time failing to bow before him we rejected. That if we would only bow before him, you'll find him to be the bread of life for you. You'll find him to be the drink that quenches your thirst. And uh, what a marvelous analogy. How sinful the narrative is. How sinful. Childhood rivalry and jealousy and envy. Favoritism. All of that. And God works in the midst of that whole situation to save the lives of 75 kinfolks of Jacob. And they're preserved. And after 400 years, leads them to their own land. God's got a plan, and the evil of men will not subvert it, nor delay it, nor defeat it. God will complete what he's begun in you. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk, a relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, Or, better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then, if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.